Welcome back to a mental health break. I'm your host and author of the book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Vincent A. Lancey. So my name is Katie Lefebvre, or Katie O'Grady, sorry, I recently changed my name. And um, I'm here to also talk about mental health and my journey with it and uh, my experience with uh, starting to write about my mental health journey. Absolutely. It's going to be a great episode. And for today, we have another bonus episode of How Writing Helps with a guest that is streaming in from Canada. Why did I create this platform? When I was 21 years old, I was the victim of a hit and run accident while on foot. After coming out of a coma and suffering from a traumatic brain injury, or you may know of as a TBI, I soon realized it was time to put my mental health on a very high pedestal. This transformative experience has led me to create this podcast that is all things mental health. Each week, I interview mental health professionals and advocates to share their stories relating to mental health. As I mentioned for this week's episode, we will launch another bonus episode of How Writing Helps. Writing is one of my favorite ways to manage my stress and also take care of my mental health. There are many forms of writing that we can engage in, and I will bring on writers in all forms to discuss how their writing has improved their mental health journey. Today's guest has overcome severe weight fluctuation with over a 100-pound range involving both obesity and anorexia. In her mental health journey, she has had to work through and learn to manage the root of these eating disorders, which was PTSD. She is a teacher and writer who is passionate about sharing her story to overcome health issues and to help you on your personal journey. She mostly writes self-help stories rooted in creative nonfiction that draw up humor, anecdotes, memories, philosophy, and psychology. So as you can tell, we have a very valuable episode ahead. And allow me to now introduce Katie O'Grady. Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. (laughs) Would you mind please introducing yourself a little further to our listeners before we dive in and get going? And also, please do share your role relating to mental health. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, as Vincent said, my name is Katie O'Grady, and I am uh, a teacher and a writer. And I uh, more recently began writing about my mental health journey, mostly with weight fluctuation, but the process has involved uh, many components, uh, be like psychologically, physiologically, even I would say spiritually, uh, meditation was a big part of my uh, healing process. So um, yeah, I finally got to a point where I felt like I wanted to share my story so that others can hopefully benefit from it and maybe avoid some of the pitfalls that I fell into because my 100 pound uh, weight fluctuation was up and down across um, a little over 10 years. So it was a long process. It was not linear. It was very dynamic. And um, I I would like any knowledge or insight from that experience to uh, be of use to others. Absolutely. Well, before we dive in and get going into the details, how long ago was it where you started writing as an outlet? Oh, that, well, I've been writing in private my whole life, I would say. <laughs> um, and that, that is part of the journey, too, is developing the confidence to come forward with Absolutely. my in my writing. So 
Um, the writing coming public uh, with my writing is relatively recent. Um, I would say I only started publishing online um, a matter of months ago, but my work has been pretty well received on Medium and some publishers have gotten in touch. Um, and uh, I'm hoping to finish my memoir in the next year. So um, wow. I guess all that pent up energy was really ready to go because uh, I think I think people could uh, feel that in the writing. For sure. Well, I'm excited to see everything you are yet to accomplish here in 2021. So you have to keep me in the loop. But right now, I think it's a great time to get into the main event. On each episode, my guest and I go over a series of questions to help others improve their mental health. Each bonus series will also have its own series of questions. You ready to go, Katie? I'm ready. <laughs> so many would agree that the more common or talked about types of mental health disparities are mood disorders, anxiety disorders, or schizophrenia disorders. Which areas did or do you experience the most? Yeah, I would say anxiety disorder um, because PTSD is technically classified as an anxiety disorder. And uh, as you were saying, that's that's been the root of um, my symptoms um, and other health complications. So really um, finding that root, um, which is related to childhood trauma and addressing it head on was critical to my healing process. Um, and uh, that's, the, that's the area that I, I personally have the most uh, experience in. And you mentioned it stemmed from childhood trauma, myself, another trauma victim in different situations. I know how challenging that road can be. And to see you staring at the computer right now, how far you've come, you should be extremely proud of yourself. But you mentioned now it's been writing in private for a while. We're now going to talk a little more in depth about the writing. Let our listeners get to know you a little better. Writing is a great way to obviously express ourselves. What is your favorite form of writing? Yeah, uh, so that's that's a fun question because yeah. I feel I have th I've discovered that I have three main forms, um, and they're very different from one another. So my favorite to answer your question is creative nonfiction. And I really like this more. It is my most serious form of writing. It's, um, usually there's a lot of philosophy and history and psychology in it. But from a standpoint of showing instead of telling, I don't like to be too preachy. Um, but then the other uh, areas of writing that I really enjoy are so different. Um, one is humor. I've discovered I love writing humor. And it just makes perfect sense because... I couldn't imagine my healing process without humor. Like we often think it has to be so serious and it is serious stuff, but humor, I mean, laughter is the best medicine, you know? Uh, so that's one area I really enjoy. And then the third is um, health and just, you know, really practical, accessible how to's with health where there's like clear takeaways, um, which is kind of like approaching the same thing in mm. completely the opposite direction as the creative nonfiction style. So I like all three, but I would say creative nonfiction is when I feel like I'm painting with words, if you will. <laughs> well, sometimes bringing humor to darker areas, darker subjects helps bring the light out in it. 
but we know about humor and we know about the self-help stuff you do. Let's describe a little more detail of the type of writing that is your favorite for those listeners that aren't writers and they're still listening on because they're loyal mental health listeners. Enlighten them a little bit. Give them a free learning lesson. Okay. Well, uh, for example, one of my favorite pieces that I recently finished and I'm actually submitting to um, a CBC writing competition for creative nonfiction. It's called A Place Where Food Can't Make You Fat. And I talk about, um, it's a small, smallish piece, only 2,500 words, but it's extracted from my memoir. And I talk a little bit about what it was like growing up um, and kind of being alone as a child, but a, I, I hint at some of the fears that surrounded me, the fears of getting a beating if I stepped out of line and these kinds of things. Um, but that's not the focus. Um, I, the focus is the creative and imaginative capacities that I mm. developed as a child, which would later become um, very important tools for me to heal. And um, from a very early age, I was uh, very interested in art and writing and actually taught myself to read and write before going to school because I thought the um, the words and letters were pictures with sounds. <laughs> so once I realized there was a sound attached, I went and asked if my mother to, to show me the alphabet and she did. And then I just took the sounds and started piecing it together. And by the age of four, I could read and write, but it was a creative exploration for me. Um, and then I go into um, a dream, a reoccurring dream as a child with my grandmother, who I never met, but she would come to me in these dreams, or at least that's my interpretation <laughs> of it. And we would always have a picnic. And in that dream, having that picnic, it was like the ultimate experience with food, a, like a, an experience of zero anxiety around food, zero concern. It was like we were in heaven together. And in fact, in the dream, she uh, looks like an angel. So um, that's that's a little sample of, of yeah. my approach. <laughs> Thank you for such an honest testimonial there. That is something that is going to make people smile when they listen. And you mentioned creativity. For those of you who are listening on who have read my new book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, one of the experts, Chris Bridge, we talk about how good creativity is for your mental health. People only know the obvious choices, or I should say maybe only think about the obvious choices when it comes to mental health improvement. But for the example and reason you just provided, I think we can all agree about the benefits it serves. But other than writing, what are two things you do for your mental health on a daily or short-term basis that make you feel mentally healthy? Yeah, that's a great question. I love that question. And I could definitely say more than two, but I'm going to stop at two. <laughs> your best two, say, your best two. Yeah, the best two. The top two uh, would be a routine, um, which includes a sleep routine yes. and uh, a flexible eating routine and a meditation routine. Love so it. I'm kind of squeezing three into one. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second, especially with the pandemic is outdoor exercise every day. Um, and it's cold where I live. So there's definitely days when I don't want to go outside, but I always think about that feeling afterwards. And I'm fortunate enough to live next to a beautiful mountain and the people here amaze me because I'm not originally from Montreal, Quebec. I'm originally from the West Coast of Canada, which is a lot like California. Okay. So um, 
the people here are just not afraid of the cold <laughs> and they get out and they're they're going down in their skis and they've got their sleds and they build their forts and i just i i have my a hardcore running gear and i run around the mountain and i'm just always in awe of what they do in the cold <laughs> i'm not from canada so is canada how big is montreal compared to where you were are they like states in the u.s yeah so well um montreal's a city so i liken montreal to new york it's kind of like our new york with a okay. European flair because okay. um french is the official language here and it's very influenced by france um, and then outside of Quebec, Quebec is the province, which is like the state. It's outside of Quebec. It's very English speaking. And um, and then where I'm from, which is Vancouver Island, um, that's like an island off of the coast of Canada. And the main city on that coast is Vancouver. So I liken Vancouver to L.A., Okay. Uh, so it's kind of like I grew up in like the redwood forest of California, <laughs> I guess you could say. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I mean, I've always been curious to go to Canada eventually. I'm sure one day I will get there, but that is great mental health advice as well as a free travel preview. But staying on the mental health topic here, what mental health goals did you place for yourself for the new year? Yeah, I I love that question because for so much of my life, my mental health goals have circulated around weight. And I think a lot of people, not just people who experience extreme weight issues associated or connected with a mental health um, disorder, mm -hmm. uh, not just those people, but I think ev almost everyone can understand the idea of thinking about the new year in terms of weight. Like it's a very common new year's resolution. So this was a very exciting New Year's for me because uh, personally, I got to the point where I'm like, oh, I don't need to include that anymore in my goals. I can free up mental space to focus on other goals because I really feel confident in that with myself. I've maintained my weight long enough now. So that was exciting. And I decided to shift my focus more towards time management and love that yes yeah developing a positive relationship to time or a more positive one and i'm a big fan of the law of attraction and of using positive affirmations um to attract the right energy and to build the right uh mental um capacity within oneself so just think like I have a great relationship with time. There is an abundance of time in my life. <laughs> I manage my time well, and it's working so far. And, uh, and I can see by the end of the year that I, I think that relationship will continue to grow and become even more positive. Well, certainly keep up the great work and the positivity is definitely contagious for everyone. I'd like to now take this time to shift back to your work. Let's talk about some of your writing endeavors and then we'll finish up with what you're working on now. I think the main thing is just uh, that I'm working on my memoir and, um, and then also continuing to um, explore humor and practical health advice through um, a platform known as Medium. So I've enjoyed that space that that's had in my life where it's an online platform and you can publish your own work online, but you still own the rights to it. Okay. So that's been a really fun community 
to uh, explore. And if anybody else is really interested in using writing creativity, like uh, I have no affiliation with them or anything. I've just had a really positive experience of meeting other writers and being creative in a community setting because other writers can give you feedback. They can highlight your work. They can make comments. So it's almost cool. like social media for writing. Uh-huh. And it's been very positive. And at the same time, it's ha- I've had to um, like put it in a special place in my life because um, we all know that social media can be addictive. Uh-huh. And um, for the creative types, I, I felt like this had an extra addictive component to it. So going back to my nearest resolution of time management, I had to take a step back and think, okay, is this really where I want to put so much time? Mm-hmm. And I thought, no, I, I want to have it as a component of my writing. But um, that publisher is expecting my book to be written in a year. And I also want to continue to enter my creative nonfiction into writing competitions. So I think uh, that's kind of where I'm at with uh, writing. And if those strategies can be useful to anyone listening, that's why I wanted to, uh, to share. Well, thank you for sharing that. And Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in this episode. I love how you shared your vulnerable moments because, again, that is what propels other people forward. I love how you talked about so many topics in my book, the creativity, practicing gratitude. And, of course, you gave such great lessons to our fellow writers. So thank you for that. And it is now time for the last word. I also do this on my other podcast series, That Entrepreneur Show, because I want our listeners to really get to know my guests is there something that you would like to touch on that we did not go over yet today? Um, I would just say, um, like, I know this sounds a little bit cheesy, but it's true that no matter how bad it gets, just yeah. hold on to the vision that it's going to get better and use those visualizations. I remember that's what really got me through some tough times was, um, the vision of where I am now. And even if you don't believe it, sitting down and just visualizing what is your perfect life for you. And of course, there's, there's no such thing as a perfect life. There's always going to be problems, but relative to like how difficult things were for me before, uh, this kind of feels like a little bit like a fantasy life. (laughs) So, uh, and you know, I was wracked with like suicidal thoughts and in the psych ward, uh, a lot. And so I never thought that this was possible and it was holding on to like the imagination and using the imagination to cultivate, um, my reality now so that that's i guess the my final words <laughs> well it's a, it's a testament to if you set your mind to something and you work hard anything is possible and let's see how far you've come it's truly admirable would you mind now take the time to share your professional social media the website anyone any ways for our listeners to reach back out to you maybe buy some books yeah <laughs> so uh, my handle is katie o'grady lady and it's uh katie with an i.e. O'Grady with a Y and of course, lady with a Y. (laughs) And it's the same everywhere, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Medium. Um, So that's my my tag. (laughs) Be sure to check out her social media content and all of that great information because she is here to help. And it is also social media time for the show. And we're on whichever platform you like to use. We're at a mental health break on LinkedIn. 
Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter. We're at Podcasts by Lancey. So you have updates from this show and that entrepreneur show. Of course, my handles on all social media and YouTube are at Vincent A. Lancey. And my website is VincentALancey.com. If you check out any of my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm Has Changed, all are on my website now. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. That's all for this week, and I'll see you all on the next episode of A Mental Health Break.